We apologise for the sonic booms smattered throughout this podcast. Josh was so excited about having his first guest that he took it out on the mic stand. Please enjoy this broadcast. Welcome back to the Only Tools and Horses podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Harstep Equestrian, multi-purpose clothing you can rely on. Today's episode, we have Annie Rawlings with us in the studio. Annie is a professional dressage rider and horse dealer with prestigious links within the equine industry. We hope you guys enjoy this podcast as much as we did, and uh, let's get right into it. Your aunt and uncle run probably, what, the biggest auction? Believe in yourself, but always be open to learning from everyone. I would never think you'd, like, suffer from self-confidence. Really badly, and especially in my riding. Your dad scares the shit out of me. Annie Rawlins, welcome to the Only Tools and All. Oh, fucked it already from the start. Do you want me to reset that or should we keep going? Fucking, there we go. Welcome to the second one. This is going so well. Welcome to the Only Tools and Horses podcast. Today we're joined by Annie Rawlins and um, welcome. Thanks for having me. Tell us, the listeners, a little bit about yourself, your background, who you are. Um, probably not that interesting. Um, I have my own yard. I ride and sell horses compete them um do pretty much the same sort of thing as josh but added on is that i sell oh right okay fair play (laughs) (laughs) i've seen his stand it's definitely better (laughs) (laughs) uh not as brave as him Mm. don't do any of the stupid stuff I don't know, but here we, we had small time to speak before we started you sound a lot more braver than josh (laughs) 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 no um yeah and i've just been around horses forever my dad rides trains and competes internationally um, my mum's always been around horses and yeah that's it really nothing that exciting that sounds pretty exciting to me you so you've grown up around horses um and then it's just your career and yeah. hobby and it is just your full-time thing now. i tried the whole school thing i wasn't very good no. i got a u you got a u in school ungraded yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that was I, really good. I Made think we so That's why we can relate on that one. <laughs> I <laughs> failed in the three of us, there's a bunch I got, of rejects. In my a, first year of A levels, <clears throat> I got an, an E, a U, and a B. The B was pretty good, though. But then B at was, least you it's made a drama. it. Drama. I, I dropped out. I dropped out. <laughs> the of two only words. way I can hold it is drama was my forte. Everything else was terrible. I mean, my history GCSE, my history GCSE was uh, right at an exam on the Berlin blockade. I did an amazing, amazing exam essay on um, the fall of the Berlin Wall, uh, which turned out I came away. I went home. I was like history. Thought I flunked that one. I told me mum. I was like smashed it. My mum was there when it fell. She's got a bit of the rock in the, uh, in, the in the loft. And I was like, mum, I even mentioned you in my my essay. I've absolutely smashed it. Yeah, about the wrong complete fucking thing. Uh, yeah, you. GCSEs. I felt you could kind of blag it and still be riding, and then like last yeah. minute yeah. cram. A levels turns out you have to work a bit harder. <laughs> yeah. And I just wasn't very good at that. No. Do you think um, the, the the amount of time you have to put into horse riding did that affect your schooling? Um, I think it did. It's more like what your priorities are. You know, there's some people who just ride as their hobby, but their priority is getting into uni or this or that. For me, I never really saw another route. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I knew. I remember. <laughs> When uh, I always take the mickey out of my arm for it, but when I was young, she said, What do you want to do? And I said, I want to have my own yard and maybe one day go to the Olympics, but I really want to have my own yard, ride horses. And, and she said to me, She's the loveliest lady ever, but she said to me, Now, 
darling, is that really realistic? <laughs> exactly what I'm doing now, except for the Olympics thing, so I hold it over every time. Don't really dream crasher. So is the Still Olympics going. off the card for you now? You're not... Oh, no, I'd definitely like to, but yeah. take a hell of a lot more practice. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely... Horsepower as well. For me, it's that would be like end game. That would be... So end game, Olympics. Yeah. So a few more years and we'll see you competing after the Rona stuff. We'll see you up there. Uh, a bit harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got really nice, nice horse at PSG now. Is that your yeah, dad's? Yeah, actually dad's my dad's. My yeah. dad bred him and he's half brother to the one that my dad's competing at Grand Prix at the minute. Wow. Yep. Um, yeah, he's amazing. He's really, really cool. I've been a bit obsessed with him since he was four, but I managed <laughs> to get my hands on him this year. I competed him as a six-year-old a bit and then my dad rode him. Yep. So now I've been able to steal, steal him, him off him. So you never know. Yeah. But with horses, that's the thing. You can be flying high one minute and then facing the side of the next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've got too many horses or not enough. That's the problem. Yeah. They either all break or you're all, all fit. That's, yeah. that's the way it is. There's no balance. You don't have like a couple off without work. It's either they're all in work doing really, really well and then... Yeah. Vet, 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 vet. That's how it happens. It's I literally. bet that is a nice bill at the end of the year when you've got a little vet invoice coming in. It's like... Monthly. <laughs> I... And when you've got more horses in and it's just more even just flu vaccinations and stuff like that the general stuff is expensive enough but i think you have to if you want them to give you everything you have to give them everything no it's the right way but it's just it? get to the end of the month and you think oh <laughs> so you say <laughs> your, your, your dad's got horses um as well so is your dad still like competing is yeah so he's on the shortlist for tokyo right okay. um he rides for ireland i ride for ireland as well love that um they've all been amazing like the whole Irish team and everything. So yeah, we sometimes clash, me and my dad. We're a bit too alike. Right, I've got yeah. my opinion, he's got his <laughs> opinion. But at the end of the day, like every little bit of horsemanship or anything like that, I've, I've got from him. I've learned so much from him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it must be hard as a parent then your kids suddenly turn around and tell you you're doing everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the new way of doing it. We're doing yeah, it like exactly. this. I'm, I'm going to talk on behalf of the whole equestrian industry. Your dad scares the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. I'm expecting some big bulky Tom he Hardy to, looking like well, he used to box didn't he yeah yeah like, honestly grew up in Brixton um, he was boxed he did like all amateur boxing and stuff like that okay. and then his sister got some riding lessons but she was went to the riding school and they said sorry but you're too little and too weak so my grandma who's passed away now said oh go on then I'm not losing my money you do it and then dad begrudgingly ended up doing them and so was it the boxing or the horse riding first? The boxing. His dad was a boxing trainer. Oh wow! Okay. So he. I don't so he he just grew up an, an Irish fighter. He was already yeah. fighting. <laughs> so how do you go from boxing to horses? That feels like such a. I know it a was strange a strange gap. And he always says, "I zigged when I should have zagged, and I should have gone into show jumping instead <laughs> of dressage." But um, he just got the bug. And he was down at stables the whole time with a good friend of his. And he did actually go to uni. He got into uni to do um, study veterinary. Okay. Um, veterinary, what's it called veterinary? Vet, to be a vet. Yeah, I don't know. That's the veterinary year. surgeon. Surgeon? I don't know. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> yeah, this like, is... Just for two years. No, yeah, you, you wow. trained to be a vet. A veterinary. A veteran, oh, you've got me. You've, you've passed <laughs> over the... There you go, see, training to be a vet, got into uni to try and be a vet, that yeah. didn't work out that well, um, and he he always says he had way too much fun and didn't 
do anything. So he so good time at uni. Left that. uni. That just yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he didn't finish uni. Left uni, and then I think he started getting some jobs, um, just riding out eventers and stuff like that, and then ended up in Germany, and wow. then was in Germany for three years, and then came back and set up and kept rolling really. Wow. So what did he go and do in Germany? He went and worked for a really big German trainer out there. And he was just there as like the stable hand at first and got more and more worked riding. And worked his way up. Yeah. Because you followed a very similar path, didn't you? You went over to... Yeah, when I was Marvels. 17, after the dreaded A-levels. Yep. <laughs> didn't have my results yet. Yeah, they're in the past now. We don't <laughs> need to. In the past. They're, they're I went out to visit my aunt and uncle and I stayed. They have a big sailor shard out in Holland. I was meant to be there for two weeks. I came back for Hickstead for one week. Went back again. Was meant to only be for two weeks. Got my A-level results. And then stayed for five years nearly. Wow. And there I literally... I just worked up and I got so much experience. Even just with managing a yard and managing a team. And got so many bollockings. So, (laughs) so many bollockings. And, oh, the tears. And now I just think... I look back at myself and think, oh, get a grip. Um... But it's made you who you are now. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I deserved every single one yeah. of them. <laughs> Rightly so. But for yeah. a lot of people that don't know, your aunt and uncle run probably, what, the biggest auction? Yeah, so they run Equine Elite, and that is one of the biggest auctions. It's probably up there with PSI and yeah, stuff yeah, like that in Holland. Um, and it's mad. We throw, like, the biggest party. It's not just horses trotting around a ring. It's Everyone's there. They've got their glad rags on, like... Dress up to the nines, and most people are pissed before the auction starts. Really, yeah. get them as drunk as possible to spend as much money as possible. I've been going to the wrong parties. This just sounds. <laughs> oh, this doesn't sound like anything. Last Saturday to of me. October every year, and it is Did, it is the place to go. Ca- Cancelled this year, as well. Yeah, because yeah. we were meant to actually have our. So every year we have Wednesday. We have the presentation of all the horses, and then we have a party. We're not going to drink. We always do. <laughs> My rules as the yard manager, I'm like, no one's allowed to drink. No one's. And then we get to Wednesday night. And I'm like, it's been a long day um so that would have been tonight and then we have more trial days the thursday friday and then saturday is the big old the big big auction oh no when's the auction do you have the parties so you have the parties first and the auction both so we have on wednesday we have a presentation for the horses yeah then a massive party and then on saturday we have a presentation in the afternoon they all go around and have food and champagne and everything. All and then the auction starts. For. Yep, all included in their ticket. Um, and then the auction starts. There's so much drinking all the way through the auction. And then massive party at the end. Wow. So the whole yeah. premise of it is essentially just plough everyone with tequila and champagne until someone just goes, yeah, I'll, I'll pay 600 grand for that. Fuck it. I, I mean... I why didn't someone think of it sooner? I mean, it seems to be working. <laughs> <laughs> I think Josh showed me a little clip of... Uh, yeah, I saw him like this behind the scenes. It's so There sick. was like little um, d- demonstrations going on with like fire Fireworks. Oh, good, yeah. And I was thinking, I've whole... never seen you do this. <laughs> yeah, we have a whole like um, rehearsal night on the Thursday night for everything that's going to happen. So there's always a concept each year and it's different each year and it's kept a secret till the night of. And well, this year would have been obvious Halloween. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's it's amazing. But from arriving there and obviously I'd worked on my dad's yard and I'd, I'd always helped out and I'd competed a bit internationally just at juniors. My God, was I shocking. I was <laughs> such a bad rider. 
They won't have a... Oh, my God, I was really bad. And um, then worked my way up, bought a couple of horses, sold a couple of yeah. horses, and then in the end ended up managing it. So every year I go back in October and manage the auction. Well, the yard team. Right, okay. They probably think I'm... That like, sounds stressful. That sounds very stressful. It is. I'm probably not the nicest person doing it. <laughs> you seem nice, though, but then again, we've, we're planning for a drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, that, we're celebrating the auction that should have been tonight at the exactly, party. At least and, we're doing and, and we're drinking to today. So yeah. that, 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 it. Here's, here's, here's to you, Corona. <laughs> Cheers very much. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, and then in 2015, I came back. To be honest, I was a little bit lost for a while. I did have a few times in the five years, I was like, oh, do I want to do this? What should I do? I have no idea. And is this for me? Because I suffered loads with self-confidence all the time. I was always thinking, oh, I'm not good enough. This person's always better and comparing myself. And then I came back. They were a bit nervous, like, oh, what is she going to do now? And so I came back with a couple of horses and then started selling them and I haven't really stopped since. Yeah. Almost yeah. found you in a way, didn't it? But that's, yeah. from you talking about that, that's crazy. From me knowing you, I would say you're definitely the 100% most friendliest person in the like industry that I've come across. So like for you to <laughs> even say... Even with all the insults. <laughs> even so, even <laughs> so with all the abuse you give me. But um, yeah, like so for you... The way you present yourself, I would never think you'd like suffer from self-confidence. Oh I'm, my God. Yeah. Really badly. And especially in my riding. So yeah. I'll always compare myself as to where someone else is in their journey or their, mm-hmm. their life. Yeah, or of course. Like my brother's just, he bought a house when he was like 27, 28. He's a stuntman. Crazy. Um, <laughs> and he's just selling his house and then buying a second house. Yeah. And I think... I haven't even got around to number one yet, sort of thing. Ooh. That's insane. Your brother's but, a stuntman. That's, that's, yes. I'm so still a process. That's not every day. Yeah. Someone says, exactly. yeah, my brother's a stuntman. <clears throat> yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he and his girlfriend is as well. Wow. So yeah, they're nuts. Yeah. Bloody hell. But in a way, it's probably your biggest asset at the same time, which like drives you on to continue to like get better. Yeah. But also, at the same time, it's your worst asset. You have to like about, not let it completely yeah. consume you. And yeah. I have had it at a point a couple of years ago. I remember sitting at my aunt and uncle's table just in floods of tears. And you look back at it now, and I had no idea why yeah. I was upset. I had no idea. I was just completely lost. Yeah. And then I'm a massive believer in if you want something, even if you're not entirely sure what it is, Give yourself a kick up the arse, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just carry on. But you can yeah. only do that for so long and then you kind of hit a brick of course, wall. Of course, but yeah. then you have to just pick yourself up again. You can't feel sorry for yourself because what do we have to really yeah. no. to feel sorry for ourselves for? But yeah, no, I've hit a few brick walls. It all comes down to like a mindset, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. I mean, we've, we've had plenty of conversations where um, we've hit in in business and and in personal lives we've just hit setback and setback and setback and and you do get to that point where you think well what's the point and keep on going on why am I still on this same route but that I look back on those setbacks now and and I don't know if you'll you'll back me on this especially the ones we've both had is we go god that was such a blessing in disguise and you just find an alternative positive route to it yeah and I think it's knowing like okay do I just have to persevere on this route and I've had a few setbacks and it's the right route anyway or do I have to break the cycle and do something else? Mm. Like, is it just me hitting my head against a brick wall or am I being stubborn or am I also one of my uh, traits <laughs> being really stubborn? Um, but I think people, now people talk about it a lot but they don't get down to like the nitty gritty no. of it. Like people, I do have it like girls come into the yard or guys who they they want to be the next Charlotte, or they want to be the next Carl. Okay, but 
Carl went for two weeks work experience hmm. with my dad when he was younger and he ended up building a barn. Like right. there's, you have to just get on with it and you can't come in and say, I'm going to ride. No, you stuff up. The horses have to be fed and mucked out first mm. and then carry on. And it's that grit. It's I that think mindset. Not isn't everyone it? has. That mindset is like starting at the bottom and you work your way up. It's no different. It's like anything, yeah. Yeah, you started it. I did the exact same, yeah. exact same thing. Started at Sharon Edwards, just scream, just yeah. work. And then you get your opportunities when you deserve them. And a lot of people, like, don't get me wrong, I'm so blessed and I'm really lucky with all the opportunities I've had. And I'm really lucky to have support my family and, and everything. But what I never used to realise, and I do now, is I got those opportunities, but I did something with them. Mm. And I worked for it, and I always was trying new things. And I always thought, okay, well, try and create new opportunities for yourself. Whereas some people think everything's just handed, handed to you. Handed to you on a plate, of course. And that yeah. it used to really bother me, and yeah. now I just think... Do you think yeah, there's, a, there's a stigma that comes uh, with... Because by the sound, I know nothing. <laughs> Half the joke of this whole podcast is that <laughs> I know nothing about horses and the industry. And by the sounds of it, your, dad, your dad's quite a big deal by the sounds yeah, of it in yeah, the definitely, industry. Do you, definitely. Is there a level that one... You've got big shoes to fill and do you think people sometimes look at you and think, oh, well, you've only got this opportunity or you've been able to do that because of the privilege that you've had from that? Like, Does um, that burden carry with you? I think so. <laughs> I don't really see it as a burden, to be honest, because they're probably right. But it's what you do with it. Yeah. You know, I've been really, really lucky. But people also don't see the stuff that goes on behind the no, scenes or anything like that. So I definitely don't see it as a burden. I just think quite a lot of the time, okay, yeah, you're really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. But also, having such a big family name within the industry, that brings a whole load of pressure that probably people don't understand as well. Like, obviously, your yeah, aunt and definitely. uncle being who they are, your dad yeah. being who they are, it's like, that's a lot of pressure for you to deal with. Yes, you get maybe an extra bit of opportunity, but you've also got 10 times more pressure. Yeah. I have no one it in my family is, to live up to, you know? It's also more so, like, for me, was a huge thing breaking free of that, but yes. without, like, being <clears throat> yeah. trying to be disrespectful to them. Because I want to stand on my own two feet mm. and... Don't get me wrong, the amount of times I have to call Craig, my uncle, and be like, oh, I'm not sure what I'm doing, or help me, or this or that, or, um, you know, the first few times someone, I sold a horse and someone wanted to bring the horse back, and they people get really, really nasty, and then I'm... How do you just return I'm a quite horse? Like an, yeah, I'm quite <laughs> an anxious person, like, I get quite, because I, I do want to please people, I want to... Yeah. But it's realising, actually, no, wait a minute, this is not my fault. I'll help everyone as much as I can, but wait a minute, I've mm. not done it. You know, it it is quite a lot. And then, then I'm like, and he's like, wait, 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 wait. Just see if you can help, but don't freak out. It's fine. And and like things with my horses, like if I get a naughty one, and I'm crap, with, not nothing really naughty, but I'm crap with really naughty ones. I'm not that brave. And I'm like, oh, daddy, help me. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, yeah, okay. Just comes but out boxing gloves fine, ready. <laughs> when I'm confident and when I'm fine, I'm like, what are you talking about? I know what I'm doing. And it must be so frustrating for him. And then I'm like, the other day, I'm like, oh, dad, can't we get in the bit? <laughs> he's like, okay, all right, I'm coming. I've, I've learned what a bit is. A bit is the thing that goes in the horse's mouth. There you go. The terminology she was using was nothing to do with that, though. 
Gets head down. But I'm Good getting try. closer. Good Good I feel like you're doing really well. I'm, I'm picking it up slowly. I'm so I'm, I've, I'm still yet to sit on a horse. Like I know I've sat on a I horse. I feel like once. that should be a next video. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to kill him. I don't really have anything yeah. sensible enough to put you on. Oh, I'll definitely have something. I'll go on the Shetland. Enough. I'm happy with the Shetland. <laughs> like that that was adorable. I didn't realise he had a Shetland until we started to film a TikTok video for him. And I went out, I was like, what's in the shed? He was like, oh. Shetland. And I was like, what? Like the ones on the adverts? He was like, yeah, there's two in there. I was like, there's two Shetlands in the shed. I was like, I have a spade and shovel, mate. <laughs> this industry is strange. Yeah, no, it's just normal. We've got Shetland in the shed. I didn't realize how strong it was. It just started, like, in the most majestic way, running across the garden and trying to stop it. And you're getting dragged with it, I know. No, Made time for a to good video, that. though, didn't it? Yeah, it oh, did. Well. <laughs> I showed it to a few people. They're like, "What are you doing?" Like, it's adorable. How can you not see that? I mean, how many horses do you own? Um, so I own a couple myself, and then I have a couple with a few different people. And especially for me, like horses are sent in, I work on them, and then sell them on. Yeah. Um, but at the moment at the yard, they're not all mine. They belong to different people. But I've got about twelve in. I normally have between twelve and seventeen, and then my dad has about twelve. Uh, we've got a show jumper on the yard. He's got twelve there, and then we have four or five broodmares and foals and stuff. So, wow. yeah. So I'm always one of these people that's like, I have no stables. I'm completely full to the brim. Horses in the fields, and someone's like, Yeah, I want to send you a horse. I'm like, Okay, I've got space. <laughs> Just give me the horse. Why did I say that? <laughs> But I imagine yeah. it's quite like an addiction. So for me, when I started, especially meeting Josh's horses for the first time, like. I didn't understand the the love of them, but they're so therapeutic. They're so calming to be at rest. Yeah, days. I was going to say we. You probably get it more in the one off. Us being around them twenty four seven. You know, like they really, are yeah. amazing. Don't get me wrong. Some well, to be fair, I turn up. I'm like nice pony, and then I'm off, and then he's shoveling shit for the next three hours at six. I don't do that bit. I don't do that bit. <laughs> I just ride. I just ride. <laughs> I just ride. I have people do that. I just me. ride. Oh, Josh. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna lie. I just ride. <laughs> I just ride and. I just ride, ride and go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting a stereotype to the T. Absolutely love me it. Me summed up. I'm maybe a TikTok video now and again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a busy life. It really is. I mean, do you have that same sort of level? Because I speak to Josh and he's up at like five, five thirty in the morning shoveling. Is that something you do as well? So like, we all. Yeah, we all start. I oh yeah, we start at seven. But if you've got to be up earlier, then you're out there earlier. Um, and then my dad's got a couple of girls that work for him, and I've got one girl that works for me, Meg. Um, and she's brilliant. Like, she rides as well. She does all the babies, and she's just got a really good attitude. She just wants to crack on, head down, and never complains. Even though sometimes she probably wants to punch me. <laughs> Goes back to that brave level. You're building them up. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't. She's got a lot of grit. She's all right. Um, but yeah, then we'll do the stables and then start riding kind of the first horse at sort of 8, 8.30. Wow, so it's and a full then... day. I, that's one thing I'm learning is that these the horses, it's not just a, yeah, that was fun and put it down. Like this is a, a yeah. full, big thing. And it can be like all consuming but it's also your lifestyle it can't just be your job if it's just your job you're never going to get everything out of it like it has to be part of you yeah and i think i was always the one who like couldn't go to parties with their friends because oh yeah i had to be on the yard at seven and then you're thinking oh, mm-hmm. don't get don't get me wrong i had enough parties i'm fine <laughs> but um 
I think later you realise actually the sacrifices you made were pivotal in your development as yeah, a rider. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Agreed. That like, was in the same situation when I was younger. I did go off the rails a little bit in my late teens. Oh, but I know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I was there sometimes. I know. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah. When you oh, were... it was your fault, was it? Uh, uh, best to say nothing. <laughs> that was the easiest way. But like early teens, yeah, of course, all the time. You were just making them sacrifices because on the weekends, your friends were out doing what they want yeah. but you were competing or you've got to ride after school and stuff and those were the sacrifices you had to make to or working on the weekend yeah. and stuff but like that but it is still like it's a pretty amazing life that horses <laughs> give you and the whole social scene I mean sounds really sad I don't have that many friends outside horses <laughs> I don't have that many friends anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> but like the amount of people you meet through horses I never would have met this mob over here if it yeah. wasn't for horses <laughs> Oh, my yeah, fault. I'm the one getting abused all the time. <laughs> like, oh, Annie's messaging you. Oh, an more abuse. Bag. Well, most of the time, if I send him a message, it's. Did you really need to pout? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the, the jaw. It's the, no, it's the jawline for me. I'm just oh, getting yeah, exposed. Yeah, but you know what? That's changed <laughs> yeah. now. I'm sorry. Oh, a couple of months ago, I was like, "All right, fishy." Oh, <laughs> every time I just get fish emoji, fish emoji, fish emoji. I'm like, great. And then all these girls sliding into us, like <laughs> sending him messages, and I'm like, "All right, fishy." Do you, do you have any? male equestrian sliding into your dms is that like an equestrian thing maybe no, but they not bounce really. around most of them are gay <laughs> sorry no. to stereotype a lot <laughs> well, of them are like i say i'm building up on my knowledge in this industry and it doesn't i don't think i've met someone that's a little bit like him in, in this industry he's a bit no of a, i don't think so an outsider <laughs> but i think it's good like you have to be yourself and mm. i think the you have to kind of it sounds really sad doesn't it like be your best self and mm. Do what's right for you, not just I think whatever thinks you should. Being your best self, just be yourself. Even yeah. if you're a bit of a shit at times, just just own it. I think. Yeah. Did you spe- see how he looked at you then? Yeah, literally, I know. But to be yeah. fair, like we were actually talked a little bit on this last week, and I was just saying in the beginning when I was younger, especially, like I was going to like the ponies and everything. Everyone else was privately educated, turned up in the massive lorries, and there's me in the corner, and I'm like, I just don't fit in in the scene at all. Yeah. And I almost felt like I had to put on an act too fitting yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. only been sort of my early 20s that I was like you know what I don't really care if people don't like me because I don't fit the stereotypical yeah. male rider then I'm not I'm not gonna pretend to be someone I'm not so why do you think from your perspective because I've asked I've asked Joss this question like why do you think um there isn't many people that almost not are Josh but haven't got that more laddie persona in the industry is that sort of frowned I think upon when you get or... to know a lot of people they do yeah. I think a huge amount of it in our industry is being professional and being you know like with Josh he may say oh he comes across as a bit of a lad sometimes but he's never not professional yeah and I think like it's it's the whole thing on Instagram and Facebook don't compare yourself to what people put across on that mm. because it's only a fraction of the truth and it's only what they want to show you so I know loads of people who are let loose and wild and they've got their own, they do this and they do that, who work with horses, but how they present themselves it's is completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people who just say what they think you want to hear. I've definitely gotten better at, you know, ciphering that out. But why is that in, in, in your industry? Why, why is there like a, almost a criteria? You have to behave like this and you have to I say I don't even know like if this. it's just in our industry, but I think a little bit now, people are always nervous to rock the boat. They're nervous to say the wrong thing. Okay, in our 
industry as well, you're being judged. And it doesn't matter what anyone says, even the most honest judge ever, you ride in and you're smiley and you're nice, or if you've been a cow in the car park, it does influence how they see you. You know, if you've cut them up in the car park and you <laughs> give them a load of verbal, ride up the centre line, your eight might suddenly be a seven. Right. And they don't mean to be that way, but it's it's quite... Um, it It is a sport judged by humans with not really much... Like disciplinary action for judges. No, like, I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. Judges, I, I was. I played for that because I agree. With, I yeah, feel like but I'm it doing is a little bit more like that, and I think people are quite careful not to upset anyone no. or do something. Which that is why I love your dad so much because your dad just says it how it is. Like That's he is for sure. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you're gonna help yourself. <laughs> but he is definitely been pushing for more technology involved in horses and again I, I definitely for me personally to ask a question is you've worked alongside the auction you've seen how commercial that is yeah dressage is so outdated it, it needs to become is. more commercial so we can actually get absolutely. more people interested in the industry you know my dad's always been into like go into um inner city riding schools and things like that don't let them all shut down mm. you know that's where he started mm. there's got to be places for kids who don't have a horsey mum and dad to go and it's not extortionate and they can go and they can do things and then you never know like mm. you might come out of it or my, someone like my dad might yeah. come out of it but with my dad he's always been pushing he is so passionate about the sport and he is so so passionate about it being fair mm. and developing as well and developing it and it he's like you know dressage is going to die of death yeah if we make it so elitist yeah and, and it, that's a little bit the problem and it's the way it's going we're at, we're at all crossroads and mm. it's continuing going to that elitist manner well yeah i feel like linking that elitist manner <laughs> going back on what you said about the judges i mean again i know nothing i've never been to one of these events yeah but they're not that fun yeah, I mean, I, I've I got some, show jumping friends. I you let me know when the next one is, and, and I'll oh, yeah, come I still along. haven't I'll, come to a dressage show. I'll stand season. there with a big placard that says ten on, and you'll I'll give it away. Like, I don't care. Cut me up in the car park. That's I about don't it. Care. Sometimes but there's a decent burger. There. I I just don't see how you can have an elitist mentality at the same time you are as a judge put in a position of power when this is not just Sunday league football. These this is a a, a hobby and a career that people have invested a shit ton of money into and a lot of time they've put their stress and own health on the line for it and then you're going to get dropped a couple of points because you cut them up potential you're you've not smiled to them or i don't think any judge sits there and thinks that way though i think it is just human nature but if that's their subconscious way of thinking then there is something bigger that is the problem, that that is just yeah. the normal subconscious you know, way of thinking. I even think like, they're guilty of it with, with me and the, the kindest judges like in this area. If I go in and you're smiley and you're happy and mm. you've, you've known... I do think sometimes judges might be in this very small bubble that we're yeah. in mm. a little bit more generous to me than they yeah. might be of someone else sat on exactly the same right. horse doing... As we go up the levels, maybe not so much. Mm. But, but then it still you know, works in favours with other people. If you're a European rider and you make a mistake, you're probably getting a five. If you're a British rider, you're probably getting a three. Yeah. And that is where, unfortunately, that is how can you say someone's wrong because it's their opinion. That's, yeah. But that, it's so, like for a sport that is such an elite sport, it's so amateur-esque. Yeah. So amateur-esque. As, 
and my dad's trying to get it you know he's he's trying to get in there with a code of points and he's trying to say okay so what about um getting judges to use words rather than you know mm. there's good sufficient that sort of thing say that instead of because then they might catch themselves like actually no it was very good so yeah. why is it a six yeah you know it does just it, that sort of thing but it's it's so hard and I think as well I don't have enough understanding of Judging the ins and outs like yeah. my dad he's like a freaking encyclopedia yeah. <laughs> we then like of course we've said some criticism towards judges but they get paid nothing they get paid oh so they, 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 they their like they expenses almost, that's yeah, it so literally. you can't make a career out of being a judge no yeah so they're, they're doing it on the love of it yeah absolutely. I mean I'm I'm being educated yeah. so I'm I'm going along then, and just going from what I, I how, hear how wrong is that like because that, on the other side, yeah, doesn't sound fair at no. all. So, who's who's above the judges? Is it the organisers? Yeah, British Dressage is the our like governing body. There so we're are calling British issues. Dressage out. Pretty much, yeah. There you go. This one is for you. There you go. <laughs> right, listen up. There's enough issues, and but I do think it's the same. Like, there can be so many good people in an organisation. It doesn't mean every single person is. Or, but if it's like at the auction, I always say to everyone who's working there. We all have to have our heads pointing in the same direction, headed the same way, because if there's three of you that are pointing left, four of you that are pointing right, and I'm going that way, and one's going backwards, it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit that, and it's how do you change something that's been one way for so long? But it's so easy to say all the negative points, but there are also some really good points. Yeah. So it's it, it's easy to get caught up in all the. But I think when it affects you personally, change. it's yeah. easier to be like, yeah, but this is wrong and yeah. this is wrong. Yeah. And if you know there's change, I mean, what would you change? How would you change it? How would you go about implementing a new foundation to the whole industry? I think at first you have to look at how the judges are being trained, who mm. they're being trained by, um, and open it up to some more riders and trainers and have some more trainers that are going to be judges. Yeah. And do try and get them to judge in the judge training with words mm. rather than it needs to be more the attractive numbers. I don't know about yeah. you but I've done a little bit but there's no there's no I have no desire or, to no, judge exactly in the want, slightest right? at all and it's ha- just to me worst thing I'd ever want to do yeah, yeah I heard the money shit <laughs> <laughs> but I think as well um, so in Holland there's you go to a, a show and okay it's in a field mm. on grass the lower levels So like prelim up to medium would probably be all on grass at some shows in the summer. But they've got a tent there and they've got um, benches there and it's made a little bit more of an occasion. Mm. And I know you can't do it now with corona and everything, but it's kind of you turn up, you do your test Mm. and you leave and it's all very... um, segregated mm. you know there's no not to, so much inclusion and mm. that's why i do think like the bd camp youth yeah. camps and stuff they are really really good mm. getting kids to go up the levels but then what happens when you turn senior i'm sure you experienced it you go yeah. from doing all these things with young riders to now okay you were once a probably a big fish yeah and quite a small pond now you're a very very small yeah. fish in a massive pond and you have no real direction where you're going and all that support that was once there for you is just evaporated and gone and you have no idea what you're doing pretty and much. And I do think as well in the Pony Junior Show Riders, that needs to be looked at as well, how yeah. they're doing it. Because a lot of it is about how they're holding people back, what you're not allowed yeah. to do. And it needs to be 
people need to be encouraged and I think older riders need to engage with people a little bit more because I'm not saying there are people who do and that's amazing you know I've met some incredible people like Rebecca and Gareth Hughes and Louise Bell and there's so many people who have been amazing to me um and you know a load of people that I could call if I need support but what about the people who haven't got all the money or they haven't you know like the apprenticeship schemes they're yeah. kind of not they've not really become that appealing to an employer no. to yeah. get someone to come and they can be in your yard but I just think it all needs to be a little bit more open mm. and so that people can meet um like top riders or even someone kids will get more out of a rider who's riding at slightly lower level who's not been to the olympics but that engages yeah will engage with them than someone who's been to the olympics but Mm. couldn't really give a stuff yeah and even you know like mentoring and that sort of Mm. stuff i do think would be really really good um i'm not slating everything that they do but it's just like young riders, it gives us more when I, when I rode for Britain, um, we were waiting for like Irish passport and stuff. I rode for GB when I was a lot younger. I have never felt so insignificant at one of their selection days. And I was just, literally, I was palmed off for then. And it sounds really bad, but it feels like I'd yeah. got up at five, I'd ridden the day before after school, and I'm sure there's loads of people who do I was so excited about it. I got there with my horse. I was trying my best. I, you know, my mum took me. No one else was around. They didn't even give me the time of day to say goodbye. Literally, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone with an awful yeah. lot of money and a big horse and a big lorry comes up. And you can't, that may not have been the case, yeah. but you can't help but feel. No, feel that way. That you're dismissed. Like, everyone should have the time. Even if you've trotted around with your horse's head in the air and it was awful, give them the time. Because yeah. look, it's stuck with you now, and we're talking what ten years later. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not bitter. No, no, of course. <laughs> no, I feel like. <laughs> but you know, it's not. Uh, you don't feel like anyone's got your no, back. No, no, exactly. It's that same mentality, isn't it? Is treat everyone the same going up the ladder because you'll fucking see them on the way down. Mm-hmm. And I've 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 been in situations which I'm sure we'll probably get into at some point where that has happened, and those people won't understand that until they're going down the ladder but while you're climbing it that must be so difficult for you to come away like that's I mean I was a kid like it's not and it's not a big deal to you today do you know what I mean like that is one of those fragments that has been placed on you that has built you to who you are and I'm I'm looking at a very strong woman who's managed to go through a very difficult career to get to how successful you are today I'm through these moments. To go. That's for sure. But that's great because you know that there is so much further to go. Like and that has all been instilled from you from some of these negative points, which hopefully they can get changed. Yeah, and I think as well, like I don't even know how to explain it really, because I don't want to sound like I'm slagging everyone off, not at all. But when I my parents never pushed me to ride for Ireland. It was always an option. I had a GB passport, but then had my Irish passport. And it was always my intention to to ride for Ireland. It wasn't... Um, but when my dad made the change mm. over, I 
That sounded a bit dodgy, didn't it? Still a man. <laughs> he made the change still over. A man, still a man. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong if he wanted to make the change. Exactly. But it might to... make him more comfortable. You, I don't you know. Just don't I've know. not well, sat on a horse. <laughs> but when he moved over to Ireland, there was never any pressure for me to do it. I never had to. And I remember coming back from that. God, I must have been 14 or something. And I said to him, no chance. I wouldn't do that again. Never, ever no. again. And, like, my mum, later, I'd heard, like, her opinions of it, but she never pushed them on me, you know. I really wasn't... I was just dismissed. Yeah. And for a kid who was, like, so excited... Even, even now, them choosing all their matchy-matchy outfits, yeah. like, so much goes into it... Of course. ...for them to present it, and then you kind of... But, again, isn't that a massive problem, that it's so, such about the short term rather than the right development? Once you're there, they start paying attention yeah. to you, but, you know need them when you're there no. you need them on the way up exactly. or like you say when you're coming down yeah, yeah. it's that and support system that you need in place to then thrive to be at your peak yeah. the whole time and continue growing and improving or when you drop back down you've got a support system to bring you back up yeah but the problem is it's always about here and now especially at ponies juniors and young riders and it's all about the, rock, the combination probably the best horse not necessarily the best riders and that's a yeah. massive problem and okay i'm sure there are battles that the people who are having to deal with who are in that system uh, they're having to deal with as well i'm sure they have the best intentions i'm sure not all of them are thinking oh mm. like i'm sure that that's just generally not really how people think no. some people do but you don't mm. come across somebody wakes up in the morning and thinks oh i don't care you know not that often but um i just think like i know people go on and on about mental health quite a lot and it is a huge thing but it's more the giving people tools when they're younger to deal with nerves, to deal with stress, but it's not so much... So I don't generally get nervous going into the ring. doesn't really... If anything, I could probably do it being a bit more focused, but it's beforehand when you're trying to juggle a hundred different things and you think, right, okay, so I've got someone calling me now who's not happy about this or that. And then I've got to sort out the girls, okay, and I really need to sort the horses out and I've got about six to ride before I go in the morning, but I've got clients today, I come back... And it's brilliant, don't get me wrong, like, I love what I do, but then to then be able to get on the horse yeah. and focus, and I think it's dealing an awful lot of the time with everything going on around it, and even for, like, teenagers and stuff, like, there's a lot actually going on. Yeah. I think that could be focused on a little bit more to give people tools before it... It's all well and good picking someone up when they're in a heap on yeah. the floor but yeah. help them try not to get there I feel like there but it sounds like there's a lot of mental health issues that come from taking this as a career path and it's kind of not talked about and also talked about and I think I think mental health talked about so much more now anyway yeah, yeah I mean definitely in society yeah. regardless I mean there, there is there a level that because it's talked about and people feel more comfortable talking about it especially in this industry yeah do you reckon that puts people off from different backgrounds from from joining or going down this path i don't think so i just think you see an awful lot more of people taking this path whose parents have you know like my dad his parents his dad was a boxer he had a gym right until the day he died you know like it wasn't their path i got into this would i have done this had i not had the exposure to it when i was younger i don't know I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, but I think 
I don't know. I don't think anyone's put off because of it because I don't think anyone believes it. I think yeah, everyone yeah. is like, that's not going to happen to me. Oh, stop whinging. Stop. Like, mm. it's, the you big know. depression hits when you're saddling shit at 6.30 in the morning. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, right see, that doesn't bother me. For me, so I've sat on the couch in the evening, nothing to do. If I'm really, really stressed out, like it won't affect me as much. During, as long as I'm busy, I feel fine. As long as I'm busy. It doesn't mean you're putting 110% into everything. Yeah, no. And you don't realise that till later. When you're sat on the couch and you've got, in my head, like I say to a friend of mine who I used to work with, I'm like, oh, I didn't make myself too t- tired enough today. I'm still stressing. <laughs> and I'm not, and that is a little bit, like that's the telltale signs yeah. of of it. But I think some people are cut out for it and some people aren't. But the industry is also so diverse. Mm. There's so many different ways. We both work in the same industry, but his job's different to mine. Mm. But then they're also the same. Right. We both get up in the morning and ride horses all day. Yeah. But we're also involved in it in different yeah, ways. Exactly. So it's like different branches. Like you're suddenly involved in this industry yeah. and you're a firefighter. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Like it's strange. so diverse. There's so many different it's ways. It's so diverse in some ways and so open in some ways, yet it's so backwards and closed in other ways. Mm. And that is, it's so hard to explain to people when talking about the industry because you're like, it's brilliant with some aspects. I meet people from all different walks of yeah. life, from certain jobs that you've never come across. But, then I'm like, yes, but they're all from quite an elite background. You don't see many people coming from like working class families because it's become very difficult. And again, I think going back to what you were saying about um, like the anxiety and everything, so much now I've realised has stemmed from everything that happened to me when I was competing when I was younger. Mm. All events that happened between the ages of 12 to 16 maybe and now have caused me to have problems now yeah. with dealing with pressure or stress or, or even it sounds like you don't want to say it, but like sometimes i feel slight chip on your shoulder about certain things mm. me yeah. like and then i think oh that's happened because at some point you have you can only you're the only one who's got the control of how to deal with the situation and how it affects you and I think once you've realised that, then it's fine. But it's all well and good mm. saying that. But actually... To do it, it's so do it's much so harder. different. And especially, I think, now with COVID, like, it's affecting a lot of people. Mm. But horse people are like, we're fine. We still get to go out. We still get to do our job. We get to do this. We get to do that. And we're really lucky. But I think now people are starting yeah. to feel like the knock-on effect. But it's such an isolated industry. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you'll be at your yard, what, every day? Yeah. You won't get out of your yard. You won't see other people. You can so easily I'm, not get in the car for yeah, three days. Exactly, well. exactly. So, like, I'm, again, I'll, the only person that I come across is my owners and people that work for me. Yeah. Other than going to the gym and everything. I see them every day. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to, but I see them every but day. But that is, like, there's, there was months. <laughs> Attached of, to you. Yeah. I know. We might as well. We, just co- we come as a pair. We, come we as do. Pair. We're an anti-deck duo at this yeah. point. Uh, <laughs> but, like, there's when you're not competing, you get such stuck in your bubble. And it becomes so hard because you're facing your own struggles and everything and you f- do feel so isolated. Yeah. That's a massive thing that I've struggled with. Whereas then you compare it to my aunt who's a three-star event rider based out in America. Mm-hmm. They've got massive barns and you'll have about 15 professionals in one yard. Yeah. And you're like, how much easier is that having just that surrounding of people to like work with and work alongside? It must yeah. be so much easier because... But then also, what if there's clashes? You know, yeah, like, it, yeah, goes it does, ways, it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I just think as well, I've always been, so I'm normally, I'm in Holland like every month or I'm in Belgium or I'm here. Or I'm, oh, sorry. Just, break the mic. Just break <laughs> everything. Just get a bit into it. Um, 
Taking out the box. So, the see, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give I've the got his hands. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I can see the airy knuckles. They're all coming out. <laughs> <laughs> They're not bad. Josh has shaved his legs, so he's got hairy knuckles. Yeah, I'm saying worried. that. How do girls do this ride? My legs are battered Mate, and bruised. He, he came into the gym, right? You actually shaved your legs. Yeah. Oh, dear God. He came into the gym and he went... Are you going cycling now? Oh, oh. He, yeah, he just avoids the chafing. Bad. He's just constantly like, talcum yeah. powder everywhere. I He's do. like, I've done something. What have you done? I've shaved my legs. <laughs> I was like, why have you shaved your legs? look bigger I was like I'm not gonna lie you look the same you just you look better if you used to go down a slip and slide that's the only difference it made only difference I do have the funniest story with that again I tried to do this previously and I was like oh it can't be difficult to wax your own legs so I bought my own waxing kit and was like was it the Veep one no 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 no. it was like a waxing kit you like heated it up and everything and I was like I had no idea of re-waxing everything so I literally started right in the corner of my leg put on about three times too much wax got a waxing strip it, like done it the first time 74 strips later my, I'm crying on the floor and my mum my is doing it for me it's black and bruised oh it was so Wait, bad did you not do a test patch did you just go for the full did you, did you put it all leg? in and no then... I just started right there in the corner of my leg right in the corner but of my leg but you put too thick yeah I put like because obviously you just so put a small Josh there was waxing his groin yeah, yeah. I was going to say and he's got his gooch out and gone mum we beat this yeah. for me let's mom, just get that off can you give me a hand and it didn't work out that well so you went actually I'll go for the most painfulest part first yep. test that See if I can man that. Yeah. Then decided to continue for forty seconds later. I thought start the top, work my way down. That's my that was my inside my head. Start the top, work, work yourself way down. Easy, have it. Can't be difficult. Mate, Girls go get it done God all the time. on your leg. Yeah, yeah I know. Oh. <laughs> Did you not think it through? What if you flunked out of the pain halfway down your car? See, don't think about things like that. I just think just get it done. So I started there, and like seventy four strips it took, and I was crying. I was crying literally, and I had bruised there for months. Do you know what? I've heard that motto from so Sosa. Just don't think about that. <laughs> just don't think about it. What's the consequence of that? Um, a bruise for months. <laughs> Bloody hell. I don't know how you... I don't even know where it was. It's a really deep we, chat. Somehow we, we got to waxing. Yeah, waxing. Just waxing. Uh. You, you told us a good story though earlier about how you guys met. <laughs> so for the, for the listeners... This was an interesting I didn't even remember this, and then I was like, oh yeah, I did that. So, uh, um, so we no, and he'll tell us, how did you meet Josh? We have met before, though, just to clear this up. We have met in, co- like, in a competition. Like, so, we kind of met competitions, and I don't even really know how we became friends, but obviously it was the best day of Josh's life. <laughs> yeah, of course. But Lucky we'd me. seen, we kind of knew each other via via, and then like in warm ups and stuff, just so you know. All yeah. right, how's You're it going? Right. It's just flying that way, flying this way. And um, nice jumpers. Then, <laughs> then apparently, this is someone's version of the story. <laughs> it's we true. were at a show. Yeah, gone it, to the I'm sure I'm listening to the truth. Josh here. had been sat on a bench or something. He no, stood it was up. That, no, it was literally at Hicks did right. The like the coffee shop. I'm sat on one of them. Like you know the plastic chairs they have outside. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So I've sat down and you've walked past. And then, oh. and apparently there was this girl that Josh really fancied sat in front of him, and he was like about to make the move, and I went, Josh, have you shit yourself? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had a brown patch all over his bum. Little did I know the girl he fancied was in front of him. Did she clock it? Oh, mate, it was embarrassing. Well, no, then he had to turn around and walk away. Well, I can't call her out. Do you, know, do, do you know exactly who? Yeah, it is? Yeah, I know who it is. Do you follow her? No. Does she follow you? I don't think so. 
tell me after it's on. I said it's perfect. And then he had to turn around and walk away from this girl with the brown patch on his butt. Oh, it was awful. That was genuinely one of the worst experiences of my life. Oh, you got wow. a bit frightened. <laughs> it seems like a recurring theme. I've seen him walk out of the gym nearly shit themselves. So there you it's, go. It's, maybe it's exactly. just a dodge thing. You mentioned in that in that slight detour, um, Hickstead. We've briefly spoke about Hickstead and coming back to it now. I um, have been fed drip fed information. I obviously don't want to know too much because then we don't talk. And I'm like, oh, so please tell us about that. However, I have been drip fed that. And correct me if I don't say this wrong. Dressage at Hickstead isn't. Yeah. A thing anymore? No, it is no more. Um, what? My what? dad organised it, and just funding and support. We had zero support over the years from certain people. Um, and my dad, he did it for I think it was twenty seven years. He did it for a really long time. Had an amazing time. It just had run its course. And my mum and dad were putting money in every year to try and pay bills and make sure everyone got their money. And it just in the end, we couldn't do it anymore. So, but that is so bad in a professional sport that our best venue in the in the south. So is that regarded as the probably in the, the top. yeah in the south definitely definitely yeah. our best venue in the south. I mean, you could like two arenas running all day and stuff like that. So yeah, it's unheard and of. having the main Premier Leagues here yeah. and having International. internationals and things. Um, We're not talking so about yeah. football, are we? It's, no, 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 okay. No. Premier League, Premier League is type of competition. Like we have high like like Premier yeah. League. Yeah. And that's where you qualify for the internationals. Yeah. Premier League in horses. Now that would be a sport, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> you said that in my, in my mind, just detoured. I was like, football, what are football. you going on about? That makes no sense. It, I mean, football probably makes more sense. Yeah, yeah a little bit. But I mean, how, has, has that been addressed? Like, is it, Do people, are they in the dark? The, why they don't know? Because it sounds no, like... No, I think we've been pretty open about it. Uh, we've been very open over the years about lack of funding and that sort of thing. Um very expensive to put on and doesn't bring up an awful lot of money um show jumping is more of an exciting sport so it gets more sponsors and more viewing time and all that sort of thing um also so a dressage test depending on the test say it's five minutes long five six minutes long you can only fit so many of them into an hour but a show jumping 60 to 80 seconds and they're in an app like yeah, so yeah, it yeah. is even just a daily show, yeah, they learn an awful lot more. Yeah, right. Um, we the only thing I do think is a real shame for my dad. British Dressage did not do one press release about. They're not. No, which maybe they've done it somewhere and we've missed it or whatever. But I just think it was really hard for him to finally say no. We're no. not going to do it anymore. That's been so, his life, really. It's mm. been his life. And but, he and all for the passion. He never. Everyone thinks he was earning a shed load of money out of it. Yeah. He was losing private personal money to try and keep it running. To try and keep it going and provide for the sport. He didn't earn any money out of it. None. Not, not, not even a thank you from British Dressage. So that's to be fair, um, the head Jason Brattigan did ring him and say, "You know, I'm really, really sorry." That so yeah. that was okay. That's nice, but even so, happened. but yeah. even so. That is after the fact. That is, like emba- that is embarrassing on behalf yeah. of yeah. our sport. That probably one of the longest serving venues has gone under, and they've not done a thank you, a proper thank you, yeah. in the correct manner. But you know, it is what it is, and I think you can be upset about it. But there's also mm. an awful lot of good people who are very good at their job who do work at British Dressage. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you uh, can't... No, of course. Um, I can't put them all under one bracket. Exactly. I think it's a little time. bit more the, the whole, like, institution. Yeah, it's the organisation, isn't it? I think it's not it? actually Functioning. one person. No. It's the function and... 
in the rules and regulation that sort of thing it's just a bit that i mean i go to shows and i meet so many such like lovely show organizers who will yeah. always be helpful and help you at the last minute and you know we lost olden craig yeah. we nearly lost belmadine but yeah, exactly. now that's still going thankfully managed um, to keep that but I think where else yeah. could we go we're in the winter? Do, you know, da- Brendan only runs from March onwards. Yeah. So it's... Maris Wood, it's very difficult. Can Maris Wood's um, only running up to medium. Yeah, now, exactly. Because again, that's the problem. If you're wanting to do anything above advanced medium now, you haven't got anything in the no. south, which is shocking, really. It is really, really hard. You're like, yeah, okay. I get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Straight <laughs> you know yeah. what, Mare and Woods. Sorry, when we get you on the horse, going to do your prelim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, again, it always, somehow Round Robin's always about to put me on a horse, and I don't think anyone wants to see that. That would <laughs> just be a nightmare. But, I mean, <laughs> listening to you speak about it, it I, I understand when you say dressage is dying. It's very difficult from a, my perspective to say, but why is it dying? And then I, I speak to different people, and it's kind of now my job to try and figure that out. It's... Yeah piece of the puzzle aside it's slowly coming together yeah. that it's dying because these venues are not being funded correctly we're going backwards top. yeah, in yeah. The venues and it's becoming have. more and isolated and elitist all the time mm. and pushing away more and more people and we need to open it it's up not accessible is it? It. no it's exactly that's the problem well hopefully and, by having this conversation we can change some of that maybe i mean yeah, do you think you that potentially know, like, there's the potential we can come back yeah and i do think if people can, you know, there are a lot of people who want to run shows and it's getting the approval and that sort of thing and being able to do it and it's very time consuming. And But I think as well, it's it's up to us not to just slag everything off, but, you know, it's all very well You've got to hold with it problems. accountable as well, though. Exactly. Well, yeah, but it's all very well coming with problems, but if you don't come with any solutions, then all you're doing is being negative and dragging everyone yeah, down. Yeah, of course. Annie, welcome to the boardroom. <laughs> but this is again where a lot of the concepts that me and Ash are trying to do is try and open this yeah. up and be a bit more it's, we've got to expand it we've got to yeah. expand this industry otherwise dressage will die Who, who at the end of the day no, we the, won't have a job it won't be an Olympic yeah. sport soon it won't be an Olympic sport that soon that is a thing because it's boring yeah, it's boring want to go to the Olympics then yeah exactly it's boring yeah. I mean we have conversations just Things we can do and emulate. We, I mean, we're we're planning to film a documentary and following it with Half Step and uh, the podcast and stuff like that. Even just to and it's over around it's exposure, it around isn't it? To everything we've sort of discussed, down to pe- kids from poorer back- backgrounds, people that from council states you would not expect to see in the stables. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can sponsor them. How can we get them uh, on a horse? How can yeah. we do this? Maybe it's stuff like Hicks did. How can we help? Yeah. Into that and by there's we we appreciate. It doesn't affect me because it's not my career. Josh is one of the bravest lads that I know that he is willing to risk his career and his reputation to call out shit for the positive change for the See, younger people generation. People were saying about Dane Rawlins in 20 years. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Josh exactly. Hill. This is the thing. I love from the best. I love yeah. from the best. But that's the thing. Like My dad has never actually cared about the repercussions for him. Yeah. You yeah. know, That's what's so hard. It's like he's competing alongside it as well. Um but yeah, he's never been worried about being yeah. the one to stand yeah, up. And exactly. But a so I want to buy him a pint. He huh. sounds like my type <laughs> of user. A lot of what happens is not uh, not acceptable in everyday life. Yet in the horse industry, it's deemed mm. acceptable, and that's what bothers me so much. So much is like living our day to day life, and then I go back yeah. to work, and things are that's normal. But why is that normal? That shouldn't be acceptable. Like, why is it that? The way yeah. things are, it's, it, it just... I agree so... with you to a point, but then I do also think the horse industry is such 
uh, I want to say special. I don't know. It, it's such a different type. It takes a different type of person to of make it in that agreed, industry. Agreed. And you can't run it like it's Tesco's or Sainsbury's no, or no, anything like that. You you can't, but you do need to be able to make it a little bit more business. Mm. Yeah, and it's even things yeah. like me, I've suffered a lot of concussion injuries. But can you tell? <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I keep repeating myself all the time. But basically, like there's no teaching for that. There's no like British dress, I don't do anything about falls or actually teach people. That's so funny you said that because my dad um, uh, a, and a friend of his who they, um, Greg Powell, he's a stunt coordinator and they grew up together at Dulwich Riding School and they keep saying about um, having a sneaky drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you subtle. just keep talking, eh? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just keep on drinking. And um, he said about teaching people to fall, there should be falling clinics <clears throat> because so a really awesome little girl who started training with me, she's 12, Crystal, um, she went out to her first BD competition last week mm. on Thursday and she got 77%. Well done. And she was Fantastic. really like... Yes, well done to you. She was like, what? What? She was didn't at all, not cocky in the slightest. She's so lovely. Two days later, she was eating sand in the school. <laughs> and I was like, oh, That's a full grace, isn't it? And Dad oh, was in there. For a second, I thought she was just like, she went from Miss no, Harris, she was just sitting there eating no. sand. I was going, mm, yeah. No, she fell off. <laughs> and she pro- he properly planted her. Not, it was just he got a fright. Yeah. And yeah. because she's young and doesn't have a, a massive seat or anything, and it went further than it should have, she just got straight back up. And I'm like, are you all right? Thinking, oh, God. And my dad's there like, oh. Was this my fault? But I think it wasn't. Um, Dame Rawlins, proper hard man. Get back on the fuck horse. <laughs> and then um, she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I've all cantered around for another 10 minutes before we could catch him. And she's got straight back up, didn't minge, didn't moan. And I just think, actually... She probably shouldn't have got back on. Well, no, she was fine to right. get back Oh, see, I'm a big old get back on, even if you're yeah. crapping yourself, if you're safe. But my dad said as well, that's the age you should be teaching them yes. on the bucking broncos and stuff on the remote control ones to fall properly because then it's they don't lose <clears throat> their nerve as much. No. I lost my nerve big time when I was younger. I'm not the bravest rider in the world at all. Um, I know what horses I can ride, and I know what horses I can't. Yeah. I still get on the horses I can't, and then I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> stupid. Someone else needs is way better at this than me. Yeah. Um, but he said exactly the same thing as you said. You need to be teaching people yeah. to fall and then what to do about falls yeah. and then accidents are going to be less and less. Exactly. Sometimes you, you, you and know, less you severe, stuck, but you Like you think about like rugby and football, the NFL, yeah. the protocols in place when someone has a severe like concussion, like tackling each other or whatever. And all we you, think you, is, am I going to be able to afford the bills next month to be yeah. able to feed the horses? Exactly. You say that with the NFL, for example. I can't, now, I don't know that much about the NFL no. other than Philly Eagles. Yeah. Um, but I, I watched a film it once and they had an issue where they consistently got concussions and there's people going to be watching this me and like, this is like one of the biggest stories ever. But there's like, um, it comes, uh, stories of NFL like, players yeah. beating their wives, killing Aaron their Hernandez. wives. You, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm he, um, Yeah, end up like killing his his whole family, yeah, or something yeah. like that. But it's like but the it NFL was... denied that. They were like, "No, it's absolutely fine. Like, just get yeah. back on the horse and just keep keep fucking doing it." Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, you can't do that. Have you guys seen on Netflix the um, F1 
series Drive to Survive. No, I haven't. Oh, you should watch it. You definitely should yeah. watch it. It's so like dressage. It's so yeah. political. It's really? unbelievable. Like the uh, teams and stuff like that. You'll really relate to yeah. it. But that was amazing as well. That was really, really cool. And I watched loads of documentaries on different sports, like the Michael Jordan one. And yeah, that was amazing. Oh, that, that was, oh, that was that so good. good. His, his mindset is just different. Yeah. Different. Oh, yeah. He's different, Grover. Yeah, literally. He's different, Grover. But again, like, like me and I've always said to Ash is, if you want to like find something about basketball, the Michael Jordan documentary, mm-hmm. the yeah. F1, like you're talking there. But again, for Last us in this year. industry, what can you watch to actually talk? Like, yeah hear or go oh I can relate to that oh, it's not just me or okay they did this in this yeah. situation yeah my, my lights just went I went well, Colin's like Giles what we'll do is we'll do a Netflix doc yeah and we'll do that and that style for dressage <laughs> I don't know how that'll look there'll be a lot of um, outtakes yeah literally <laughs> there'll be a lot of things that won't even make the outtakes I'll tell you that now why is this just probably falling off yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen videos of it falling off and they're like <laughs> I, I do that I would not even but do I that. do think it is a little bit as well people who are willing to be open and mm. and it's being vulnerable isn't it because it, it's so hard it's such a fine line between being honest about how you're feeling but then talking about it so much that you drag yourself down of course and yeah. being professional at the same time because it is our job it's such a it is such a fine line but uh, again I guess you compare oh, it to like an, another athlete like they've got their team behind the scenes that they can really be open with mm. whereas our team behind the scenes you can't really They're, they either work for us or our, our clients you yeah. can't open up to them you don't really have it we yes we have trainers in the industry but you don't really they're doing their thing you don't really have that mentorship that you need and a lot of people have like a boxer will be the whole time with his trainer so that trainer will know him inside out whereas you have a 45 minute lesson with your trainer so you can't have that interaction and go right this happened this happened this happened this happened and they can see the way you react to certain situations the way you need to push you in that direction so it is that's where i was talking about earlier about it being isolated you don't really have that mentorship that you like really i feel is needed in this industry more than anything everything else like anyone i train with i have to really feel like they're in my corner Mm. Because otherwise I just get a bit lost and mm. I get a bit... And um, it was really funny. A while ago I was at a show with a horse that I've been struggling with quite a bit on and off. And I just lost all my confidence on him. And I just thought, oh... And he was an incredible horse. I kept thinking, oh my God. And I got there and I said... Um, I saw Sarah Millis. And I said to her... Yeah. She's like, oh, you're right. I said, yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure how this is going to go. I said, because so-and-so said, oh, what are you doing? And why are you doing this? And I just started to really doubt myself she said to me just believe in yourself a little bit and ride him exactly how you want to ride him and then in the warm and she didn't need to say no. anything to me like she could have just gone oh yeah we've all had that and then mm. and then when I was warming up she said a few things to me and it, you just she didn't need to go out of her way but to be kind that, yeah. but doing that boosted your yeah. morale yeah and then my dad was there he's like you're alright and I'm <laughs> like <laughs> but then that's when like he'll turn up when I'm like I have no idea how this mm. is going to go I don't even know if we get around the ring mm. and then he was like it looked fantastic except for that bit where you reverse into the flower pots and knock out <laughs> the whiteboards other than that great job <laughs> and then he's laughing at me as I'm going around the test but like with you like in a supportive way yeah yeah and I just think as well you have to can't be serious all the time but no, it was just yeah. that really really stuck out to me as another rider taking themselves out of their like focus out of their bubble and being kind to someone I just think it goes a long way 
No. Especially when it's absolutely. a rider you look up to. I think that's the moral of everything we spoke about. It's just being a nice person. Just yeah. bring it down to it. And all of us have bad days. Like, don't oh, get me wrong. That's normal. That's normal. But it's those... I think that's where your true test of character is when you are at your lowest. You're not defined when you're at your best. You are defined when you're at your lowest. Yeah. And it's how you, one, pick yourself up, two, how you treat the others around you, and three, how you can be humble within yourself. Mm. And that is that the main principles yeah. that we... That's life, though. The main principles yeah. of life, isn't exactly. it? Yeah. Not just what And you need to implement that into everything you do. Um, yeah. It's been an amazing conversation. Yeah, exactly. We've gone on for <laughs> I, th- I think definitely ages. we need to, have to do a part um, two. We definitely need yeah, to do a part two. Yeah, and honestly, I... If you want, we'd love to have you back. Ramble on yeah. for yeah. There's so many things. We, I've been trying to go through all the questions we've got, and like, have we hit that? I've got so much more to branch <laughs> onto it. Um, I, I, the way I sort of ended it last last week with Josh, I, I'm chuck it back in because I thought it was a nice way no, to do no, it. Exactly, this. definitely. There's hopefully people are actually going to listen to this. Uh, if they don't, then we've just had a nice chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if there are and no part two, <laughs> maybe no part two. But if there yeah. are younger listeners. Um, what would you say as a word of advice for all the struggles you've talked about that you could give to them that is really going to spur them on in their career and, and hobby? I think believe in yourself but always be open to learning from everyone. If you're... Don't go around bopping and having lessons from six different people in a week because you'll lose your, your way. But I think believe in yourself, decide what you want to do and if you're not okay, tell someone have a chat with them but don't let the bad days define you you've got to crack on and push on there's going to be more tough days than there are fantastic days but the amazing that the fantastic days are worth it so love that crack on I love that yes. it's been an absolute <laughs> yeah, pleasure thank you, thank you so I mean, much we need to come me. for one of these the, the show parties Mate, I'm going to buy, <laughs> buy Dane a drink I want an invite to these these sound insane <laughs> that would just be a highlight we'll just go record me like Ashley's reaction to what goes on I'm behind like, the scenes the auction yeah the auction definitely yeah. brilliant guys thank things. you for listening um, half step question we're launching uh, November promo's coming out soon um, Annie once again thank you yeah. all of the socials Annie's socials will be put in whichever links will be there and as will ours and all the companies on the side uh, love to everyone that's listening and Annie again thank you very much only tools and horses out there we go